Welcome everyone to Season 1, Episode 3 of Six Scooting in SoCal. My name is Andy. And I'm Erin. And we are the crew of Six Scooters. And Six Scooters is a scooter repair shop here in Southern California. And all we do is... Scooters. That's it. Nothing else but... Scooters. And we will always do... Scooters. (laughs) Oh, that turned out cute. Anyway, (laughs) that's what we do. And before we do anything else on this episode, I want to give a total shout out to the crew and everybody on Chasing Ghosts on Scooters in Bars. I yeah. want to say hi to those guys. They gave us such a cool shout out last uh, week on their last episode. That was crazy. Yes, so I want to give them a shout out back or shout back out. Or... And tell them if they're ever down in LA, they got to come ride with us. Yes, and I will buy the first round. <laughs> so, on to the episode. And as a disclaimer, all the opinions and ideas and blah 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 expressed on our episodes are our own if you have a different opinion congratulations mine's always right though and you know everyone's allowed their opinion everyone's allowed their way of thinking not a problem so basically you're saying listen at your own risk listen at your own risk yes okay if you come away from this episode and have nightmares I'm sorry, but it's the way it goes. Anyway. Anyways. On to the rides. We did not do any rides this week. No rides this week, but there's one coming up on Sunday. There's one coming up on Sunday. Sunday is the Six Scooter Venice Canal Ride. Erin will tell you more information about that. All right, guys. So, again, Venice Canal Ride, Valentine's Day weekend. Sexy and romantic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will be meeting up, as always, at Starbucks. Our Starbucks. The one on Hawthorne and Artesia Boulevard. We do not own a Starbucks. We wish we did, though. <laughs> oh, God, I wish we did. Oh, my Lord. I would save so much money. Uh, yeah. Meet up at 9.30. Kickstands up at 10. We will be... Riding through the beautiful beaches of SoCal. We'll be hitting Manhattan and Hermosa. No, maybe not Hermosa. Be going through Manhattan Beach at least. Uh, Go through Dockweiler and uh, go up the marina, check out the canals, ride back down on Abbott Kinney, and have lunch at Brennan's. Yes. It'll be fun. Brennan's, known for its turtle racing. And I've already been told that I cannot bring a turtle home. Boo hoo hoo me. So that's what's going on Sunday. Be now. There. Yeah, be there. <laughs> yeah. That's a threat. That's a threat. Yeah. What's next? So what dude, we have some cool stuff in the shop this week. This was a cool this was a good week for, yes. for the shop. We, did we some had a jobs. what year was that? Which one? The big boar. Oh, I think that was like a 2008, 2007 Vespa LX fifty. It was a Vespa LX 150. We did a big bore kit. We did um, exhaust. Transmission. Transmission stuff. Jetted the carb. Yep. Fluid change. And all the parts were were gotten from Vespa Motorsports. Mm-hmm. 
So I want to give a shout out to guys from Vespa Motorsports. Hello guys, what's up? Those guys did these guys do such great work over there, have great parts. If you guys need anything for your Vespa, go through them. Yeah, the kit turned out beautifully. Yanked the motor out, whole top end off of it, piston cylinder, everything. Um yeah, and I mean not one hiccup. You know, um I set I set everything up properly before I took anything apart. You know, set it set everything to top dead center, did all my marks and everything like that. So when I put it back together, it was just boom boom bam done. Yeah, so if you need a big bore kit installed on your Vespa, hit us up. Hit us up. We can do it. Not we'll a problem. It. And Aaron will be happy and joyful and triumphant to test ride your bike after we do the big bore kit on it. Because <laughs> her, she has such a hard job test riding such all the bikes. Such a hard job. I know. Somebody's oh, got to do it. Poor know. thing. Our, take I feel, one for the team. Oh, yeah. I feel so sorry for her every time she goes to the beach and test rides bikes to the beach. Anyway, we also have a 1977 Vespa Chow in the garage. Yeah, if you guys don't know what a Vespa Chow is, it's actually a moped. Which means motor pedal. Yes. And, dude, this thing starts, runs, everything works on it. Um, Put a new carb on it, which we could get because we are who we are, of course. Um, we're gonna do we have a new clutch on the way, but yeah, starts and runs. And that thing was just that thing surprised the hell out of me when I first tried to start it. I think the most surprising things about it are number one, that it's blue. I've yes. never seen a blue chow. Um, and it's got the it's a one owner moped. Yeah, the guy who bought the bike is the guy who brought the bike. Yeah, <laughs> like wow, so, okay, cool. He's bringing it in for its what. 43rd birthday restoration. Yeah. Uh, my math might be off there, people. Don't don't judge. Whatever. <laughs> we also had um, a Havana Classic come in. A Lance Havana Classic. The customer wanted the tires taken off and knobby tires put on. Because apparently he's taking it to the desert. No, he's taking it to wine country. Remember? Oh, he's taking it to wine country. Yes. So and they're going to go cruise around. It's going to go live at a house up in wine country and be a dirt road scooter. Yeah. So. Go figure. Hey, you want the job done? We'll get it done. Yes, not a problem. <laughs> we will only judge after you pick the bike up. Then we'll just judge the hell out of it. So, you know, anyway. Um, and we have a bike that we are selling and it's an ET4. Old school. I think yes. this is like one of the first ones. I think it's like a 2001 year model. Yeah. But it's actually in very nice shape considering. Very little body damage. Has an original color match trunk, which you don't see very often, especially on the ETs. Um, if you're looking for a bike, you can go to our Instagram. Yeah, this one hasn't been quote posted up quite yet. We still need to shine her up and get her tip top. But uh, if you're ever looking for a good quality used scooter for sale, you should check us out on Instagram. Um, our handle is Motor Scooter Matchmaker, and uh, 
check out what we got there. Things are always changing. I try and keep it as up-to-date as possible, and as soon as I find out something is sold, I make sure to mark it so that people know which ones are still available. And if you go to Motor Scooter Matchmaker, all those bikes we know personally. We've worked on, we know them intimately. We've had kind of long conversations with them, you know, and everything, so... (laughs) And they they're they're really good bikes. If you get a bike from Motor Scooter Matchmaker, you'll you'll know and have the confidence that it's been gone through by us. Okay, on to the next thing. The questions that we get at the shop is about new motor break in, like or you got your big board kit put in like we did, the break in for that. Yeah, let's explain to people what the breaking process is, why it gets done, and why it's so important. Yep. So, what's the what's the break-in process? You tell me. The break-in process is to get your motor acclimated, to get everything broken, just like it says, broken properly. You know, get everything get everything in its place that it needs to be in its place. You know, I tell a lot of customers 40, 45 miles an hour. Well, it depends on what kind of scooter. You know, it depends on what kind of scooter. If it's a 50cc scooter, that's not going to work. Well, yeah, if it's a 50cc scooter, then just get on it and pretty much ride it. Um, But 150s and everything, the new ones. Yeah, I think a lot of people think when they buy a brand new scooter that they can just get on it and ride as fast as they want and do whatever they want on it. People don't actually realize that um, these small motors, at least... They need to be broken. They need to be gently opened up so that these brand new motors can get an idea of what they need to do and be seated properly. Yeah, yep. So, always follow the mechanics or the dealership's recommended break-in. Yep, and try to use 91 Fuel. Please try to use 91. 91 Chevron. Great fuel. You know, um, I wouldn't go above that, really. There's places that do sell higher octane fuel. There's no need to go above that. There's really not. Your bike will run perfectly fine on 91. So, there you go. Um, Our topic for today... What is the topic? The topic is buying a scooter. Buying a scooter new or buying a scooter used. Okay. Okay. Buying a scooter new, you're going to get a brand new scooter. Okay. Which means you're still going to have a break-in process, you know, and you need to buy buy a scooter for what you're going to use it for. You know, if you're going to be commuting... Right. I tell people all the time, you know, to think about what you're going to use the scooter for before you decide on what kind of scooter you want to get. Um, you know, a lot of people, if, if, if it's their first scooter, maybe you want to go the cheap route and get a Chinese scooter. And there's honestly absolutely nothing wrong with getting a Chinese scooter. But if you have to commute 15 plus miles each way to work every day, then that scooter might not be as well equipped to handle the type of riding that you're doing. Yeah. If you're going to cruise around cruise around town, you know, 10 blocks here, 5 blocks here, you know, or you're going to cruise around campus or something oh, like yeah. that, 50cc, 
perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. You Um, know, get a Chinese bike, get a little Fitbit, cruise around, not a problem. You know, or, you know, if you're going to be, if you're going to just use it, you know, once in a while and, and, but you need to start it all the time. Carbureted bikes, start them, don't let them sit. Um, Then, you know, get a Chinese bike. You know, I mean, it's all about maintenance. It's all about maintenance. But back to the topic of back buying to the topic. new versus used, you know. There's a lot of benefits to buying a new scooter. You're going to get... Uh, warranty. A warranty. Especially if you're going with, like, a brand name scooter. It'll probably be pre-assembled and ready to ride. Whereas with some of the Chinese scooters, you know, if you're working with a little bit of a budget, the scooter actually might come in a crate. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah. That these Chinese scooters, they come to you in a crate. Sometimes the handlebars aren't attached. A lot of times the front wheels aren't attached. The batteries aren't charged. There's no gas in the bike. And you have to figure out how to do all this yourself. Yeah. I mean, even if they're the Chinese bikes in China, they test start the bikes. With gasoline and everything by the test start the bike, okay? Then they put it in a crate. Then it sits in the warehouse. Then it ships over here. Then it sits in a warehouse. That could be six months to a year or more before the bike ever gets started again. Which means the carburetor's gunked. Gunked up big time. Yeah, so many. I cannot tell you how many bikes that I've seen come in a crate that have had to have the carburetors replaced and the batteries replaced. You know, it's just, it's, it's, you're going to get what you pay for. You know, I mean, I'm not putting down the Chinese bikes. I've seen Chinese bikes with thousands of miles on them. But if you're going to get a brand new Chinese bike, just be prepared. May need a carburetor, may need a battery. You know, and you're going to have to put it together. And if you're going to put it together, if you're going to have to put it together, make sure a shop puts it together. Highly recommended. That's what we offer our customers is to have their scooters drop shipped to us. And we'll take care of the assembly process. Um, It's so much safer to have somebody who knows what things to look for, which bolts to tighten, you know, how much tire pressure to add. How to get these bikes out of the crates without damaging them. There's definitely a lot of things to consider when buying a brand new Chinese scooter. Mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> buying a used scooter is honestly the way to go. Buying a used scooter is totally the way to go. You can get just about any scooter you could ever want used and probably in pretty new condition. How oh, many yeah. scooters have we seen that people have purchased them because they went to Hawaii or Italy and they or had a Bali. great time on a scooter and then they yes. bought these scooters and they rode them around for a season, you know, that summer or whatever, and then they parked them for four or five years. Oh, and then it started to rain outside. Oh my god. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it didn't rain for four or five years. But, you know, it's just <laughs> people, some people buy them on a whim. I wish I could afford to buy those kinds of things on a whim, but, um, you know, so... If you keep an eye out, you can get yourself a great used scooter. And what are some of the things to look for as far as red flags when you buy a new, a used scooter? I think the one thing that people should look out for that everybody's always surprised when I mention it is the status of the registration. Here in California, expired registration only continues to 
uh, get charged penalties year after year, and those penalties uh, stay with the bike. So even if the previous owner is the one who's responsible for collecting all those penalties, you as the potential new owner are the one who's going to have to pay up before you can register the bike and ride it on the street. We've seen bikes whose penalties exceed the price of the bike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You I know, so on like, average, oh, dude. it's about $200 per year that the scooter has been expired. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's just a bad idea. So, What's another red flag? Um, Something that is hot when you show up to see it. <laughs> like they had to warm it up or ride it in order to get it to idle or run normally. Yeah. I try and... You want to make the sure muffler. the bike is cold, cold, cold when you get there. Cold starting is, is, if it starts right up when it's cold, probably a good bike. Yeah. Um, something that doesn't run or, you know, something that's half taken apart. Oh, do not buy something that is not in one piece. Oh, yeah. Unless you're looking for a project yourself. Yeah, that will cost you a lot of money at our shop. Yes. And I don't want to charge people, you know, money that they don't need to spend. I mean, it's just no, 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 yeah. no. Some good tips if you're buying a used scooter is bring somebody who knows something about scooters if you don't yourself. Um, see it in the daytime. A lot of people, you know, whether they're busy or whatever, they feel like they can't see it until after it gets dark. Never buy something in the dark unless you really trust the people or you... I don't know, are really desperate. Yeah. Um, that's a good idea. Not to say that the seller is trying to ever pull the wool over your eyes, but you will always notice everything a lot better in the daytime right. than you would in the nighttime. Check for oil leaks at the front part of the motor, where the head's at. Oil. You know, I mean, oil I leaks, period. oil residue at all. If the center stand's caked in oil, if uh, the dipstick... Is caked in oil. And check the oil. Look at the condition of the oil. Smell it. If it looks gross and just been sitting there, looks like mud, walk away. Um, make sure the brakes work and they're not seized up. Yeah, ideally you'd Make sure the brake rotor doesn't have any rust on it. I mean, ideally you just want to test ride the bike too before you take it off. Ideally. Um, If you're able to do that, you just want to make sure that the bike starts fine, idles fine, doesn't stall, doesn't bog, no weird squeaks or rattles. And the registration is up to date. Yeah, we are talking about that. Or not yeah. Exactly. And that they have a title. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you can go go about getting a bike transferred to your name without a title, it's a little bit more work, so I don't know. I usually save myself the hassle and make having a title a deal breaker. Or not having a title, I should say. That's a deal breaker. Yeah. So. And and make sure the seat pops. Make sure make sure the keys work on all the bikes. If you're gonna if you're if you're getting a Vespa, make sure the brown key is with the bike. Um, that brown key is is your safety net. If things need to be rekeyed or something like that, that's going to be the one that's going to save you. That's the main key, the chip key. 
So make sure that uh, if you're going to buy a newer Vespa, make sure that brown key is with it. And make sure there's at least one blue key. Um, what else? Um, I don't know. I mean, we just sold, as sellers, we just sold your Keyway Outlook and we just purchased a Suzuki Bergman 200. Yes. How did you say that process went? <laughs> the people who bought my bike are absolutely in love with it. They posted pictures. I mean, they make that bike look good. I mean, it's it's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad they have that bike. That bike's going to be really, really good for them. It's a good bike. Oh, man. And it was a Keyway Outlook. It's Taiwanese. And that bike was quick. But thank you first. Thank you to Steven Benson, one of our friends. Well, Sab Crazy. Yep. Sab Crazy 13. Um, I have a Bergman 200. Yeah. And... Dude, I'm 6'1". That bike is so comfortable. I'm going to have the seat reupholster because I'm just me. Because I need to do that. But it's like riding on a couch. You know, it's like a love seat on wheels. It's like a... That's a lounge chair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, that thing. And I put a, I put a cup, my cup holder on it already. So it's a lounge chair with a cup holder. You need to get you a lazy boy badge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And put me, in a, put me in a remote somewhere or something like that, you know. I can set up my phone in front so I can watch TV. Oh, that sounds dangerous. <clears throat> I know, but it's, it's just, just fun. <laughs> that thing's quick, too, actually. I actually drag raced uh, Erin today. She lost. (laughs) And she has a Vespa 250. You know, and she lost. We need to get some more scientific proof. Oh, yeah. To do best two out of three. Oh, we need to go. You know what? We, I am not advocating drag racing on the street. No. No. So Erin and I will find this, find a strip somewhere. And we'll do an eighth mile. Oh, Lord. And I'll beat her again. Goodness. <laughs> and then we'll do, I'll beat her twice. That way it'll be two out of three. But now we both have touring bikes. Yes. Yeah, so, since we both have touring bikes, we're going to be probably doing a trip to San Diego and then doing a trip maybe to Ventura or, you know, doing a couple long trips. And then we're going to do a trip to... Arizona, hopefully. Yes. That's going to be our, our goal. Our goal jaunt. I want I want us to go do a trip to Arizona to go see my sister. Hi, Sandra. What's up? Hello. And, yep, I want to go do that. That would be amazing. That would be such a good ride. That's like a bucket list kind of ride. That's thing. a bucket list kind of ride. And then we're going to do a trip to Seattle. Not on the bikes. Oh, apparently. I guess. <laughs> you ride your bike. I'll follow you in a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's gonna fly, and I'll ride my bike up there. That sounds about right. No, I'll, I'll, dude, I'll ride my bike up there, no problem. Because I want a bike to ride when I go see the guys from Chasing Ghosts on Scooters and Bikes. We need to tow. I think we need to tow our bikes out for that one. We'll tow our bikes out for that. We'll tow our bikes out and go spend a spend a weekend. Touring, yes. touring Seattle bars, and no dive bars are my favorite. And dive bars. bars and stuff like. There's a lot of dive bars in Seattle, in Tacoma. 
I know, I know where a lot of them are. And if we don't know where a lot of them are, I'll get a hold of the I'll get a hold of Chasing Ghosts on Scooters and Bars, and we will go on a dive bar haunted tour. Haunted dive. Haunted dive bar tour, and we will have a blast of a good time, and hate our life waking up the next morning. That sounds good. I, that does sound good. I just, I, I'm not even, I don't even, I hardly drink, okay? But I'll drink for that. Well, we got to remember, we got to be able to scoot home, so, yeah. or to wherever we're staying, so we won't get that wild. I won't get that wild, as long, as long as I have three days. One to drink, one to get over it, one to go home. I'm good. There we go. Yes, that, that, that is what will happen. And what else do we have to say? Really? That wraps up That's this it? That's not wrap up. We have five more minutes. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I mean, I could dance for you guys, but you don't. You won't even notice. Oh, I, I could be you dancing could right see now. Flossing. No, I could be dancing right now, and you'd never know. So, you know, I mean, I could have a skirt on, you wouldn't know. But we have five minutes. So, what are we gonna do? Oh, the the uh, the what else? What else do we have in the shop right now? Oh, we have um. We have a, a GT... What is it? LXV. LXV. Yes. This is the second time somebody tried to steal this guy's LXV. This poor guy. And, oh man. The, the first time they messed up his ignition. This time they messed up his glove compartment. You All know. things considered, he's gotten away pretty lucky. I mean, the scooter has not been stolen. And they didn't even destroy the uh, ignition lock enough to have to replace... Uh, anything he, that's super valuable. He thought they he thought they messed up the ignition, but what happened was the bit that they were trying to use to drill it broke and broke on the side of the ignition. So I was able to pop that out and everything was fine. But he's actually going to sell it. Yeah, he's getting ready to sell it, but we found out today that the glove box compartment is no longer. Um, available for sale so he's only going to be able to replace the glove box door oh well it doesn't look too bad though it literally has a couple of scratches like right around where the uh key goes in the ignition so it almost just looks like you know normal normal wear and tear um i would give anybody a dollar for somebody who had never seen that scooter before to be able to point out the damage to that uh, glove box compartment. And uh, yeah, he's going to have that for sale pretty soon. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure we'll see that on the Motor Scooter Matchmaker as well. That will be on Motor Scooter Matchmaker. And it's in really good condition. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's in beautiful GT. condition. It's got the leather dual saddle. Little dr- leather dual it's saddle. It's verde color, which is that fun... It's the Fender Light, right? No, only no. the GTVs have the Fender Light. The oh... The LXs are still the traditional headlight. Whatever. But this bike's got super low mileage, right? Doesn't it only have oh, yeah. like 1,100 miles or something on it's, it? Yeah, it's like nothing. Again, what we were talking about, I don't know how long this guy's owned this bike, but it's been a, a few years, and I think the mileage has only gone up by about uh, 200 miles in the past two or three years. Well, yeah, he barely rides it. Yeah, so, so I don't blame him for selling it, especially now that it's... Uh, almost been stolen twice it seems more of a liability than a luxury yeah i think so anyway i am going to say goodbye for now until next week until next week 
Sharny side up, rubber side down. Take care. Bye.